Good morning, good morning, Rabotai. Breakfast uh, and uh, the class today are sponsored by uh, Stanley Chira in memory. Uh, Sammy, this, the breakfast was sponsored today by Stanley and Cookie and Stanley Chira in memory of Shoshana Bat Rachel. Uh, before we start today, I just want everyone to, uh, to know on this Sunday at 10 a.m., so after the 8.30 minyan, at 10 a.m., they'll be st- we're going to be starting in, uh, in Azkara, the, uh, cert- the Azkara for Edmund Safra. It's the day of his passing, his Erev is the day before Hanukkah. So we're going to have four different uh, shiurim, half hour each, boom, 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 to get you in the right spirit for the holiday of Hanukkah. Okay, so they'll be learning. After the learning is over, shh. After the learning is over, we have uh, an opportunity uh, to do, uh, to have lunch here, make berachot in his memory. Also, if you want to bring the kids, they'll have, uh, uh, they can do sand art and all these different things to be able to get ready for the holiday. Just please, if you're going to bring the kids, make sure you RSVP so we know how many things to put out. Okay, Rabotai, the Pasuk says, And a man found, a man found um, uh, uh, Yosef, and he was wandering. He's to'eh, he's wandering. And as he's wandering, uh, what, is the, what does this man come up to him and say? A man finds him. And a man says, What are you looking for? And the man says to him, what does the man say? He says, uh, I heard them saying that they were going, they're leaving here, they're going to go to Dotan, Dotaina. They're going towards this place called Dotan. That's where your brothers can be found. Now, our rabbis tell us, who is this Ish? The Ish over here is? Gabriel. is a Malach Gabriel. is the angel Gabriel because God wanted and intended for the story to develop along these lines. Now, what's interesting here is, there's a rabbi who comes to a strange city. He's walking down the street, and all of a sudden, he sees a Jewish guy running down the street. He thinks to himself, Baruch Hashem, I want to know where the nearest synagogue is. How am I going to figure out how to get there? I see this Jewish guy running. It's around 8 o'clock in the morning, so he's for sure going to the 8 o'clock minyan, Sammy, right? So he sees the guy walking past, and he says to him, he says, excuse me, sir, Rebid, you know, he says, excuse me. The guy says, I don't have time now. I'm running to shul. Meanwhile, what he, all he wanted to ask him was, where's the shul? So, okay, the guy don't want to stop. He doesn't want to answer him, so he runs past. The rabbi realizes all he needs to do is follow the guy, and the guy will take him to shul. Although I'm sure anyone who's ever collected Sedaka will tell you that those two points of information are not related at all. The fact that the guy says, I don't have time to talk to you. I have to go to shul does not mean that he's actually going to shul. It might just mean he don't want to talk to you, he doesn't have time, he's trying to run away. But either way, the rabbi judges him favorably, follows him, and indeed the guy walks into shul and he sits in shul, he's putting on his tefillin. The rabbi walks up to him and he says, uh, I have a question for you. The guy's now putting on his tefillin, okay, puts, finishes putting on his tefillin, waiting for Miyan to start. The guy, the rabbi says to him, he says, you know, in the Torah it says, uh, that Yaakov Avinu, he crosses the river, shahar, and a man fought with him until the sunrise. Who is that man, our, rabbi tell us, our rabbis tell us? This is also is an angel. Who's the angel? The angel is the Sar Shel Esav. Is the angel, the guardian angel of Esav. Who else? That angel is called Yesahara, the Malachamavit, right? Samachmem, all the worst angel in the world, right? The worst kohot of Tumah, 
stands for everything terrible in the world. Now the Pasuk says Yosef is wandering down the street and he meets a man. And who is this man all of a sudden? Both times it says the word Ish. And this time it's the Samach Mem, it's the Yetzirah, the angel of death. Who is it this time? Hallelujah! It's the angel Gabriel. What's the difference, he says? How come one angel is the angel of goodness and the other angel is the angel of evil and everything like that? How could it be? All it says is Ish. And the rabbi looks at the man straight in the eyes and he says, you know what the difference is? He says, one angel, Yaakov says, can I have a beracha, dachilak? The guy says, I'm sorry, I need to run. I need to go say shira. The other angel, when Yosef is lost, he finds the guy who's lost in a strange place. And the man asks him, where are you going? Can I help you? Is there anything I could do to guide you in a city where you don't know? And the man tells him exactly where he needs to go. The difference between being a guardian angel and an angel of destruction is when you see somebody who asks you for a favor, if you run away from them, if you try everything you can to get out of, you know, get out of trying to help them, then that's, a, then that's an angel of destruction. Rabbi Tai, what's interesting to me here is that this plan of God, that uh, Yosef is trying to find them. Like, what happens if Yosef doesn't find them? He turns around and goes home. And the whole story maybe never takes place. So it's clear that this story is meant to happen from God. But the funny thing is, <clears throat> like we say in the Pasuk, there are many thoughts in the hearts of man. Atzat Amunai means the counsel of God. That will stand. That's the idea I want to talk with you today about this concept of the counsel of God. It will stand up. Okay? You know, the brothers are terrified of one thing. They're terrified of Yosef ruling over them. That's what they're scared of. They think that Yosef's dream is not a message from God, but a message from his own arrogance. It's a message from the fact that he's thinking about this all day long. And because he's thinking about it all day long, that's why he's dreaming about it at night. The brothers are doing anything so that he should not be the king. But the irony is, what do they do? They stick him in a pit. They First they want to kill him. Then they sell him down to Egypt as a slave. In their minds, the absolute guarantee that the guy is not going to be a king is by turning him into, what's the opposite of a king? A slave. That's what they think is going to solve the problem. But the fascinating thing about Atzat Amunai, about the counsel of God is, you cannot run from God's plan. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants something to happen, the things that you're going to try and do to get out of it, they themselves will be the thing that will bring about God's desire and God's wishes in the world. What's interesting is, this is a pattern, not only that we find by uh, Yosef, but we find in many, many instances. In the story of Purim, what happens? Memuchan, we know, who is Memuchan? Memuchan is the same person as Haman. What makes Haman, what puts him in power? The fact that he kills Vashti. Killing Vashti makes room in the, in the palace for who? Esther, the woman who kills him. Yeah, Haman prepares a gallows for Mordechai. Where does he get hung on? He gets hung on those gallows that he prepared for Mordechai. <clears throat> but we find this idea in every, single, in every single instance in the Torah. And these messages in the Torah, when they're sharing with us these concepts, are not so that we could look and say, that's what happened to Yosef, and that's what happened to Haman, and that's what happened you know, to all these other scenarios 
where the, the, the very thing that the person tried to do to get away from God is the thing that actually turned, uh, turned God's plan into a reality. The idea actually is for us to be able to recognize that that is true as well in our life too. Rabotai, I think that there's a tremendous lesson here for all of us. You know, many, many times when someone is, uh, has a chance to help somebody, the reason why they don't want to help them, the reason why they tell them, the guy says, give, give me a biracha, barakhani. And I think that idea, give me a biracha, doesn't just mean with your lips. Maybe the idea is something that we said by Abraham Avinu. But Abraham Avinu, the pasuk doesn't say, v'yiten biracha, rather he says, v'heye biracha. Don't give blessings, be a blessing. Maybe when Yaakov is asking the angel for a blessing, he's asking the angel not to say a blessing for him, but to be one. Sometimes we need, somebody needs something from us. And again, we naturally assume that it's money. But a lot of times it's not money. It's something else. And our thoughts are, how can I spend my time here? I need, my time needs to be spent somewhere else for my own job. I can't spend my time here working with this person or dealing with this guy. I have to be in my own office. And you know what? That's a valid thought. Everybody has to work for themselves. No question. But even if that's the case, Rabotai, <clears throat> What we realize is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu has many ways to give you what it is that you need. And if a person experiences, if a person experiences this level of that God illustrates to him and shows him that whatever I want is what happens, he'll run to do the thing that helps the other person because he knows that that brings a better chance of him finding that blessing. <clears throat> the Pasuk in Devarim, it says, and all these blessings will come and they will overtake you. When HaKadosh Baruch Hu, when God wants to bless you with something, the blessing runs after you. It will overtake you. It will catch you even if you're running away. And if that's the case, Rabbi then that teaches us also how hard we need to try. You have people who give up on their family life. They give up on their Torah learning. They give up on being in the Beit HaKneset. Why? I need to get to the office. I need to be here. I need to do this. And the answer is, of course, you need to do that. Of course, you need to provide for your family. Of course, you need to send your kids to Jewish school and pay tuition. Of course, of course, of course. But who said that the way you do that is that extra, you know, pushing yourself that extra level? So people ask me all the time, how do I know? How do I know if, my, if what God wants from me is to push for another three hours in the office and never see my kids, and that's what Hashem wants for me to have Hatzlacha, if Hashem wants me to knock on five more doors to go ask five more people for help, or maybe, you know, I did what, I, I did what I'm supposed to do and now Hashem should send it to me. Almost always, and this is a very important thing for a person to understand, a person understands their own heart more than anybody else. Pasuk says, I believe, Lev Yodea, a heart knows, Marat Nafshor, the difficulty and the bitterness of his own soul. Everybody knows when they've done enough. Hajjeh, I've done enough. To push to do more in this stage illustrates that I think that this is all my doing. And how many times a guy tell me, you know what, Rabbi, I, you know, I'm walking, I'm trying to do this, you know, this project in the, in the community. I went to 10 people to help me. You know, I got no, no after no after no. Afterwards, I said, you know what, I can't, I can't anymore. I asked all the people that I think that could get this project off the ground, that could help do this thing, will be a tremendous boon to the community. I can't do anymore. Hadjah. So what I do, instead of going to 10 more people until midnight, he says, I went to shul to pray Arbit. 
I'm sitting there in the synagogue praying Arbit, and I'm, uh, I'm very emotional, because you know what, there's a very important thing I'm trying to help with families that are not sick, that are not well, etc., etc. I go to the synagogue, I'm praying my eyes out, someone afterwards comes up to me and says, is everything okay? He saw me crying. He says, somebody must not be okay in your family. I told the guy, he said, everybody's fine in my family, Baruch Hashem. He said, I'm crying though, because only people in my family are okay. There's lots of people in the community who have so many different troubles, so many different issues, and nobody cares about them because they don't come from a family with the right name. This is what he says. This is what the man says. I said this to, to this guy. And the guy says, well, why don't you tell me what you're talking about? Maybe I could help you. He says, I never saw this person in my life before. You know, from, he's not from the community. He came from somewhere else. He happened to be praying Arbit there that night because he had Kaddish for his father. He sees someone crying. And he says to him, tell me what the amount is that you need. I'm underwriting the whole project in memory of my father. Today is the yard side of my dad. I, I'm, I can't be that I, it's by chance I'm meeting you here in the synagogue. So here's a guy, he goes around to 10 different people, and now it's time for Arbit. What does he say? What could he have said to himself? I'm dealing with a mitzvah, I'm raising tzedakah money for charity, for a mitzvah. I don't have to go to Arbit. I have 10 more people to go to. But he realizes that ultimately, where does that come from? It comes from God. The heart of every person that helps you also comes from God. Right? Lev melachim biyadamunai. The heart of kings is in God's hand. So if I turn up to Arbit like I'm supposed to do, it can't be that I'm supposed to visit 10 more people because it's a normal thing for me to think to myself, it's okay for me to go to Arbit and pray like a Jew is supposed to do. I'm not going to lose from that. Okay? So here we find that if a person is chasing the wrong thing, Borei Olam has a million ways to turn everything that you're doing to run away from it into, what, into the right thing. Yonah, what happens with Yonah? God tells him to go on a shilichut, on a mission. I doesn't want to go. So what happens? <laughs> what happens? He goes on a boat. He jumps off the boat. The fish swallows him. How much easier would it have been for, for, yeah, for Yonah to just say, okay, fine, no problem. I'll go to Nineveh. Right? He could have just Ubered there. He didn't need to go in a fish. Okay? I don't even know what you swipe to get a, a fish to take you to Yaf. I'm not sure. Which, which, uh, which way you swipe on that, all right? But either way, the point is, Rabutai, what we're dealing with here is a person trying to run away from HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan. Do you think HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan involves making you lose your mind? No. So what's my What's my effort in this? What do I have to do? How do I, you know, sometimes a person tells me, you know, I'm, I do this, I'm doing that. I say to him, mate, you're working too hard. It can't, this can't be. It can't be that this is the road. God is sending you signals and signs that you're supposed to go somewhere else. You know, a person sitting in a relationship for a long time, all the time, da, da, da. guy says to me, I'm going, I said, he got, had that. he's in couples therapy before he's even engaged. Like, you know, it's not your, you know, it's not your problem to be in couples therapy before you even decide if you want to be a couple. Do you understand? They're working, they're working too hard. They're sweating too much. It can't be that the Beracha is in something that's going to ask of you to go so far beyond, uh, beyond your comfort zone. But the beautiful thing about it is, Rabotai, in the same way, <clears throat> in the same way that a person knows they've done their Hishtadlut, they're doing the right thing, God will take them where they're supposed to go, they also, also have to open up their eyes. You know, a lot of people are uh, unfortunately too proud to accept help. 
Our favorite word in this world is, how's everything? Fine. How are you? I'm fine. How's business? Fine. How's, uh, how's your marriage? Fine. Everything okay with the kids? Fine. What fine? You're fighting every day at home. What fine? You can't get your kids into school. And if you can get them into school, you can't afford to keep them there. What's, well, how's, how's your business fine? You can't make a sale in the last six months. So what does a guy say? I don't want to complain. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to be uh, uh, ungrateful. This is not you being ungrateful. This is you being proud. Because you know what happens to Yosef if the angel <laughs> comes to him and says, where are you going? And Yosef says, it's fine. I have uh, ways. Don't worry about it. I'm, so, I'm sorted. I got you. I got this. A lot of times, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in order to develop the plan, the blessings, He's sending you this angel in your life, but you're not willing to take the help. And you're not willing to, to ask or to even receive. And I always thought that this is a very powerful thing. Yosef is wandering, but Yosef doesn't ask. Yosef doesn't ask. It takes the angel to ask him. So sometimes what's requested of us to kind of get the beracha that we're looking for is to actually make the ask. But sometimes God lowers the bar even a little bit. He'll have someone come to you, offer you something, ask you if you want to get involved. And sometimes I ask myself, especially if something is outlandish, there must be here something. Why am I meeting this person in such strange circumstances? There must be something I'm supposed to do with this guy. I bumped into a person a little while ago, and the person said to me, Rabbi, you know, I love coming to classes in the morning, the breakfast class. He says, but sometimes I can't get to the synagogue, and I miss it. Is there any way that you could record it when I'm not here? This is what this guy asked me. I'm thinking, where's Jaras? And I only have to give the class now. Now I need to record it every day. For this guy, once the guy came to me to ask me this, I said, you know what? For a guy to ask, normal guy, what does he do? He doesn't ask the rabbi. He asks somebody else in the class. In the, you, know, you know, you ask the rabbi to do that? You're not going to ask the rabbi to do that. I said, there must be a reason why the guy came to ask me this. And I'm thinking, and all of a sudden I realize, he, he doesn't know. But he wasn't really asking me for himself. And he wasn't even asking me just for the days that he wasn't here. He was asking me because I was supposed to get a message the class in the morning could go out to a lot of different people for people that can't make it here why should they not be able to have uh, you know 15 minutes of 20 minutes of Torah every day and from that day on not only did I record it for him I recorded it and we send it out every, to, every, to all different places around the world Rabotai you know that was a message from Hashem to me and I don't know why Kadosh Baruch Hu chose him to be the messenger but the message was a message from him to me, to be able to bring this about. But you know what? Without that guy, or if I would have said to the guy, Dachilak, you know, what do you want? I'm a, you know, now I'm a tech guy, I have to set up a podcast. I could have said to him, you know, I'm sorry. The days you make it, the days you make it. The other days, well, you know what? So I could have been even more clever. Well, that's, you know, you want to hit a class? Good, then you have to come to synagogue in the morning. I could have been clever with him. But then hundreds of hours of Torah never would have happened. This is the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu works. He's constantly sending you these angels. They're asking and interacting with you, but you need to be able to take God's uh, direction. And be able to, and these are the words I want you to walk away with, surrender to God's plan. He could do it with you, 
an easy way, or you can do it without you, a difficult way. But ultimately, his plan, Atzat Adonai, Hitakum Baruch Adonai Le'olam. 